Everywhere I go on this road, high and low, where I go, I go with you. Hi everyone, Josh here. This is the NOYC Godcast, a production of the Northern Ohio Youth Camp. Through various means, including a week of summer camp, youth conferences, sporting events, Christian content, and now a new podcast, the NOYC strives to give Christians a reason to continue on in Christ. We hope you enjoy a very special edition of the NOYC Godcast as we air a segment from our video devotion series, Life's Highway, which premiered back at the NOYC in 2017. For more information regarding the ministry, as well as additional Christian content, please visit our website at www.thenoyc.com. In the early 1900s, the world was full of changes. There were new inventions, natural disasters, depressions, and even war. By the 1930s, a million cars had been mass-produced and purchased around the world. This changed life as it was known because now a generation that had grown up on horse and carriage or walking everywhere they went were behind the wheel of a vehicle capable of going a whopping 45 miles an hour if it were pushed to its limits. Now, you can imagine a world filled with new drivers in their new motor vehicles going excessive speeds of 45 miles an hour were somewhat of a scary, uh, it was a scary world to live in. And so quickly, inventors had to jump into action to make this crazy top-speed world a safer place. So perhaps you're an avid historian, and you may have heard of the great uh, likes of Lester Wire or the inventor of the electric stoplight. William Eno, the creator of the octagon that we all know and love that has the big words STOP written on it. Or maybe you've even heard of Oscar Simier, who was the father of the turn signal. But most of us have never heard of Samuel Gardner. Samuel Gardner lived in the 1930s, a booming time, both figuratively and literally, in the world of automobiles. And as he himself drove on the roads in America, he noticed that often drivers would have a difficult time staying on the road. These beautiful pieces of merchandise, known as the automobile, would often be driven off the road or off the curb or even at times off of the cliff. And so whether uh, because of the driver or the inability to control the vehicle or because of other uh, lack of attention, whatever the problem may be, Garner had seen enough that he knew it was time to put things into action and to stop this dangerousness. And Garner decided to invent a road safety feature that would keep drivers on the road and from driving off a cliff, his invention, the guardrail. First patented on April 12, 1933, Samuel Gardner's invention created a barrier that helped drivers to maintain the vehicle on the intended road before them so that they would be safely able to arrive to their intended destination. This may seem like a silly invention, but when we take a moment to consider the ability of drivers to go off the road, guardrails become of the utmost importance. And although most of us greatly take them for granted, the truth is without them that a lot of us would not be able to safely make it to where we're going. Whether it's because of our inability to stay on the road because we get sidetracked or because of the pools to the right or because of the road we're on has a slight slant to it, guardrails 
are right there by our side to keep us from straying aside off the road, allowing us to safely arrive to our destination. You know, we can easily sit back and laugh and even poke fun at the drivers and question how how in the world would you do that? Like, how does one simply drive off of a cliff? We might even wonder if it's that difficult for them to keep their car on the road. Should they even be driving in the first place? But the thing is, we may have more in common with these dangerous drivers than you might think. I don't know about you, but there are a lot of times when I have a hard time keeping control of my life. I might be doing fine just going through life, and then before I know it, I've started to drift off to the right, getting closer and closer to the edge of the road in my life. I might catch myself just in time and quickly yank the wheel to the left to pull back onto the road, but before too long, there I go again, drifting. Soon, I start to hear the rumble strips in my life telling me, danger, you're going off the road. And then I start to feel the vibration in my life that reminds me that you have veered and you need to get back on track. Now, I would love to tell you that every time in my life that I have felt that rumble strip and I've been warned that I was able to bring myself to my senses and correct my steering and get my life back on track safely and quickly before anything goes wrong. But the fact is that there have been times I have uh, even made it past the rumble strips and have started to completely leave the road. Thankfully, God's hedge of protection has always placed a guardrail beside me and kept me from crashing over the side of the cliff. Figuratively, of course. Do you remember Joe from yesterday? Well, Joe's story is far from over. Joe, actually, he leaned heavily upon guardrails in his life. After being sold into slavery, Joe would end up serving in the palace. He had made his way all the way to the ranks of the decadent duty of being palace servant. He'd become trusted to his boss and was the loved servant to his master and to his master's wife. Actually, he was a little too loved, if you know what I mean. So if you remember yesterday, Joe's story took a turn for the worse. His brothers sold him into slavery and then they told his father that he was dead. However, now, looking from the palace window, this rough road that his brothers had placed him on had ended up turning into a great path that seemed so much better than anyone could have ever expected. One day, Joe was working in the palace, serving as usual, when the master's wife asked him to go off the road for a little bit. The master's wife wanted Joseph to lay with her and have some roadside fun, if you know what I mean. Now, this was a bad idea for many, many reasons. However, there was also a lot of pressure to give in to this. The master's wife was asking him, and how do you say no? How do you reject the boss's wife? Not to mention that just the normal day in and day out stresses of Joe's life that he faced every day. So easily, he could have given in. It would have felt right, and no one had to know. There was no doubt that anyone in Joe's predicament would have at least been tempted to give in to this. The fact is that life is tough, really tough. Between the pressures of school and of family, friends, relationships, peer pressure, self-appearance, it's really difficult sometimes to focus on the road and keep from veering off. Life can become no fun. The road can become painful and we get sidetracked and distracted from what really matters. And before you know it, there you go again, the rumble strips. 
and then there's the bright yellow and black uh, reflection of that guardrail. Now, we all have struggles in life. There's not a person here who doesn't have it hard from time to time. And so we can all admit at times that we don't have it all together. We start to veer off the road once in a while. You're not the only one who faces that temptation. Every single person in this room goes through it. Every one of us is tempted and starts to veer off the road. Joe is tempted, I'm tempted, and everyone else here today, they're tempted too. That doesn't mean that you're a bad person for veering off the road at times in life. What we have to realize is God knows this is going to happen. God is very aware of your struggles. He's aware of the difficulty in keeping life together at times. He knows that you'll stray. And so, first, I think often we begin to uh, beat ourselves up for straying off the road at times, fearing that God is angry and disappointed and ready to abandon us. However, God is so aware that you have the tendency to stray and to veer off the road in life that he has built his own rumble strips into your very life. He's built his own guardrails just to keep us from wandering off the road. Think about it. If God really was appalled and shocked every time we began to veer off the road and every time that we were tempted, why would he give us these safeguards to keep us from doing so? He's not surprised. He knows our tendency to stray. In the book of Psalms, we read Psalms 119. Oh, that my ways were directed to keep thy statutes. I will keep thy statutes. Oh, forsake me not utterly. With my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wonder from thy commandments. Then Paul tells us in Romans chapter 7 that I am carnal, sold under sin. For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that I do. For the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Now, say that back. (laughs) Now, what these verses are saying is that even though they know and want to do what is right and to do what pleases the Lord, there are times that they don't. Plain and simple. And even though they at times uh, do what they shouldn't do, their desire is to do what they should. In other words, even though they sometimes veer off the road, they don't want to. And God has to bring them back onto the road in life, back to where they are supposed to be. So how exactly does this whole God's guardrail thing really work? Well, first of all, guardrails are nearly never placed on the side of the road that's flat, and the ground around it is level, and there's nothing but soft grass and dandelions on the side of the road. Instead, guardrails are placed by road constructors in places that they know will be potentially dangerous for drivers. For example, guardrails may be placed on the side of the road where a cliff drops suddenly off the other side of the road. A guardrail may be placed on a sharp curve or a steep incline or as a barrier between oncoming traffic. Guardrails are strategically placed where drivers have a tendency to stray into danger. The same is true with God's design for guardrails. In the book of Hebrews, the Bible tells us to draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience. And then the book of 1 Timothy 1.19 advises us to hold faith and a good conscience. 
What these verses are describing is God's first line of defense. A good conscience is like a rumble strip in our life. Think about it. When you're tempted to do something, whether it's to cheat on a test, take a peek at something you probably shouldn't, or just eating that cookie before dinner that mom told you not to, what's the first thing that happens when you consider doing these things? Almost immediately, you start to think over the reasons that you shouldn't. The consequences start going through your mind, and maybe you start to sweat a little. This isn't some funny-dressed cricket named Jiminy on your shoulder. This is your rumble strip that God has placed in your life. God places this conscience inside of you specifically for the reason of keeping you from veering off the road and to keep you from the danger that you face if you leave the road he has for you. For some of us, we have worn down that rumble strip of our conscience after countless times of ignoring what it advises us not to do. After being ignored for too long, the warning of the rumble strip becomes weaker and softer, and before too long, it's so faint that we can barely hear it. We stray off the road. This makes traveling through life more and more dangerous because there's less protection along the way from what God has uh, built into us to protect us from the bad decisions and the sin in our lives. For others of us, when we begin to hear the rumble strips from making a bad decision, immediately we jerk the wheel back onto the road and listen to our conscience because we know from past experiences that our conscience is more than likely right. And if we don't listen to it, we'll have to pay the price. God knew our ability to stumble, and so he gave us a built-in rumble. Okay, it's not my best life ever. But it's true. God literally knew when he created you that this here, this specific thing would be a temptation for you, and it would be something that would cause you to begin to stray and to veer off the road in life. And so when he created you, he put that specific conscience inside of you so that you would be notified when you begin to leave the road towards that temptation. For Joseph, that moment that the boss's wife began to tempt him, his conscience that God specifically gave him knowing that this exact day of temptation would come, Joe's conscience went into high gear. Potiphar's wife first tempted Joe, and we don't know, but Joseph may have been tempted, started to veer slightly towards the rumble strips. But as soon as Joe realized that this would take him off the road that God had placed him on, and that there was danger on the other side of the road, should he choose to give in, Joe instantly jerked the wheel in his life back to the left, and his conscience got him back onto the road. He ran for the highway. Joe could easily tell us that a really great way to test the rumble strip in our life is to ask yourself whether this is something that you can thank God for. If the choice or the decision that you're about to make isn't something that you could thank God for, it's not something you have any business doing, really. And it's something that's going to uh, help you to veer off the road that he has for you. For example, if Joe were to think about the temptation that Potiphar's wife and think, could I really thank Jehovah for this afterwards? Very quickly, Joe would have found that this was nothing he had any business uh, doing. And so you and I, if we're tempted to stray off the road and you're tempted to lie about maybe a bad test grade 
or lie about a couple extra minutes on your timesheet. Chances are, when you go to pray, you're not going to thank God for that lie. Most likely, you're hoping God didn't notice or wasn't watching when you lied. And so, you're certainly not going to bring it up to Him. Especially not thankfulness. So this is a sure way to test your conscience every time. Think about it before you go into a choice. Ask yourself, can I thank God for this later? He wants you to get to your destination safely. And he wants you to be attentive along life's highway. And your conscience, your built-in rumble strips are a part of his plan for you to stay on the road. But God has a few other uh, methods that he has implemented into our lives to keep us on the right path. For example, in Psalms 119, the Bible says, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. The Bible is actually one of God's biggest guardrails in our lives. Think about it. If God knows everything, he's all-knowing, then why would he even want the Bible to be written? There's only one explanation. It's for our benefit. He wanted us to get in on the secrets and the truths of what the Bible says so that we can have an insight into some of what he knows. And so he ordained for us the Bible, the words from God to be written and to be preserved throughout uh, history so that we can learn it and use it. Keep us on the road of life and give us the best trip possible. I think often we view the Bible as a dusty old book that really has no other purpose than to put a damper on our lives. Like, we could really live it up and do what we wanted to, but we know we're supposed to do what the Bible says. And so it takes a lot of fun out of our lives. We see God's word as just a very long list of do's and don'ts that were a bit outlandish to begin with and that are impossible to keep anyways. But because we're Christians, it's what we're supposed to do. The whole time, we're inwardly complaining and wishing we didn't have to. But what if the Bible were actually a guardrail? It's not that the guardrail is there to take away the fun from your road trip. It's not that it's there to dampen your style or take the fun away from your trip. A guardrail is right there on the side of the road to ensure that you have the safest and most enjoyable trip possible. It's there to keep you from going off the side of the cliff, to make sure your tires don't slip off the road. It would be really ridiculous if we were traveling down a highway and all of a sudden you started complaining about how that guardrail beside the road is really ruining your trip. You started to complain and wish that you didn't have to stay in the boundaries of that guardrail because it would be so much better, so much more enjoyable if it weren't there. Instead, if you have ever gotten close to the edge of the road in a car and you've got a glance at the danger that lies on the other side of the road, you are thankful for that guardrail because without it, you could have been greatly injured or even killed. And because of its protection and guidance, your road trip was enjoyable. It's the same with God's word. Yes, it does have some commands in it, but we should obey and listen to it. But they aren't simply commands or a list of do's and don'ts. These guides have been given by God for us so that we could have the safest and most enjoyable life possible if we listen to what his words say. So we are free to ignore what the Bible says and the truth, 
but when we do, we will end up veering off the road. We risk injury and the consequences of leaving the road and ignoring the guardrails. God isn't a mean dictator in heaven, barking out commands and laws, waiting to strike us with lightning when we choose to disobey. He instead is an all-knowing God who has insight into our life, who he designed, and the roads that we'll be traveling on in life, and who knows where the danger lies on the side of the road. God knows that if we will do this and this and this, that our life would be so much better. And so he had all of these insights written into a 66-book series called The Bible as a guardrail for our life. So, like we said in the book of Psalms 119, once we see how valuable the truths in the Bible are and that they are put there for our benefit to make our life better, we then realize that we should not only appreciate the truths he's given us, but also begin to uh, apply and to absorb them. The psalm says that to hide God's word in our hearts so that we won't sin against God. Even ask God to teach us what his word says. What the psalm writer is saying is that in a sense, I know your word is valuable and can make my life so much better. You wrote it just for my benefit. And so I'm asking you, God, to teach me your way so that I can use them in my life. This is still God's plan for you and for me. The guardrail of the Bible is invaluable. If we can understand its purpose and benefits, we will desire to learn from God's word. And when we learn, we'll begin to apply it and to apply it to our lives and absorb it and keep it in our hearts. This ultimately will keep us in a better condition from veering off the road in life. When we start to pull to the right and begin to get closer and closer to the edge of the road, the guardrail of the Bible reminds us of where we're going and helps us pull back onto the road. So, how does this work in reality? Like, should we expect to be going down the road in life and suddenly a ginormous Bible falls and hits us in the car when we start to veer off slightly? While that would actually be rather helpful to some of us, that's not exactly how it works. Instead, imagine we're going through life and you're going through the motions, living life in day in and day out, and you start to pay less and less attention to the road in front of you. In the busyness of life, you begin to veer somewhat off the road. Maybe you just became uh, slack in praying, reading the Bible. Uh, you just began to care less and less and less about paying attention to the things of the Lord. And as you're beginning to veer off the road, a verse suddenly pops into your head. Or the preacher uh, gets up and he begins his sermon with this verse. Or you read a post on Facebook and someone's status says, Colossians chapter 3, And whatsoever ye do, do it heartily as unto the Lord, and not unto men, knowing that of the Lord ye shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for ye serve the Lord Christ. But he that doeth wrong shall receive the wrong which that he hath done, and there is no respect of persons. Suddenly, you come uh, to your senses, and you realize just how important it is to serve the Lord, and to do the best of your ability, because at the end of the road, at the end of life, when you reach your destination, there's a prize waiting for you. And so you tighten the reins on your life. You yank the steering wheel back onto the road and you begin to once again live life in a manner that pleases God. You become more and more dedicated in prayer and reading. You lay down the petty sins that you've adopted. The Bible has acted as a guardrail in your life 
And when you started to drive off the road, even slowly, his word corrected your driving and brought you back onto the road. Really, there are several examples of guardrails that God has placed in our life for our benefit. We could consider attending a church regularly a guardrail. Praying and talking to God could be a guardrail. Um, Christian fellowship could easily be a guardrail. Even youth camp could be used as a guardrail. The fact is that when we realize just how important it is to stay on the road in life and stay on the right path and not veer off the road and face the dangers of driving off the road, we will desire to seek the things that will keep us on the road. Attending church will help us stay focused on the road in our life. Christian fellowship will give us great influences and friends and accountability of those who are trying to stay on the road with us. And youth camp, well, we all know how great youth camp is, right? So as you go down the road in your life, making decisions and choices and just living out your day-to-day life, don't be surprised when you start to drift towards the edge of the road because God's not surprised. Instead, pay attention to your rumble strip that God's built in, your conscience that God has given you to recognize that you should uh, stay on the road and not stray. If you still drive over the rumble strip, remember God has put a guardrail along the side of the road not to ruin your trip or to take away your fun, not because he is an angry, bossy God, but because he wants you to have the best trip possible and to make it to your destination safely. So appreciate God's word. Learn what it says and apply it to your life. It really is for your own benefit. Guardrails may not be glamorous or the most flashy of roadside features, but the fact is that without them, all of us would certainly end up crashing off the side of the road. When we as Christians imagine a life without consciences, without the Bible, and without prayer, church fellowship, and Christian fellowship, and imagine trying to keep it all together and keep it straight on the road without these things, suddenly they seem a bit more important. Don't take these things for granted. Don't take the guardrails in your life for granted. Recognize that they're God-given and they're important. The old hymn, Come Thou Fountain of Every Blessing, says it so eloquently. It was written by Robert Robertson in 1758, and it says, Oh, to grace, how great a debtor. Daily I'm constrained to thee. Let thy goodness, like a fetter, bind my wondering heart to thee. Prone to wonder, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, Lord. Take and seal it. Seal it to thy courts above. Again, we encourage you to head over to our website or the description of this video. We do have a link there with some memorable moments from the NOIC. Also encourage you to share today's podcast so that others can be encouraged and invigorated as well. And so thanks so much for joining us today. Until next time, continue on in Christ.